Welcome to the Professional Plumber Podcast. We hope that these podcasts will bring some insight into who we are and what we do. So while in conversation with the PIRB, sit back, enjoy, and make sure to connect with the PIRB on Facebook or at pirb.co.za for more. A warm welcome to our audience. My name is Willem Klopper, I am your host, and this episode is part one of a conversation in which we discuss certificates of compliance, or alternatively known as COCs, of the PRRB. Now with me in studio, I have Chanel Aisel, Virginia Butelezi, and of course, Richard Bailey. We'll give our guests the opportunity to introduce themselves right after this. Don't forget to download the all-new and improved App Plumber from the Google Play Store. All your plumbing solutions are just a click away, exclusively for Android users. So before I continue with uh, all the other questions that I have for you, I would like for each of you to just briefly introduce yourselves to the audience members. And I'm going to start with Chanel. Please, Chanel, if you would just let the audience know who you are, what your current role within the PRB is, and just a couple of your responsibilities within that position. Hi, Willem. Thanks. Um I'm the manager of the CSC department and I'm about nine years with the PRB. Um, working with the CSCs, helping the plumbers, resellers, that's mainly that, what we do in the CSC department. Virginia, how about yourself? Hi, Willem. I'm Virginia, the COC administrator. I've been with PRB for three years. I'm helping the plumbers on how to lock COC and, how, and selling them on a daily basis. Right. When you're saying selling them, it means selling them the COCs, selling selling it to the to the, to the plumbers. plumbers. All right, Richard, where do you fit in with the, the the COC function or COC department, if we can say? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a little bit of a jack of all trades, I suppose, uh, within the PRB. Um, there's not real any real specific role that I could point to. I do sit on the national executive. Um, with regards to specifically COCs, I have been uh, an auditor for for many years and uh, out in the Western Cape. So, yeah, the um, as far as the COCs are concerned, I get involved when once they've been issued and logged. <laughs> I suppose that's where I fit in. But um, yeah, on the more on the ground and physical audits uh, on the ground. All right. So so let's start at the beginning. Um, what exactly is a PIRB Certificate of Compliance? There are two. There's the paper base and the electronic COC. Right. And and do you get different types of uh, COCs? Do they have a printed version of this uh, certificate in their hands when, they, when they're on site and they're doing plumbing work? Or how does it work? There are two. There's the paper base and the electronic COC. And how do plumbers obtain or purchase these COCs from the PIRB? They can do it via the profiles, um, order it on their profiles, make a payment, then the system will generate the certificates to their profile. But the paper one, we still need to send it out to them if they do it via their profile, or they can fill in an order form, send it to us, and then the moment we receive the payment, we can allocate the CSEs to their profile, or they can go to a PRB reseller and go and buy the paper certificate from them. I heard you mention the word system and, and profile. Um, is that is that an online system? Is that the PRBs? Uh, uh, is it on on a website? Uh, where do they access their profiles? 
Yes, on the PRB audit system. All right, and that is accessible, I, I assume, on, on uh, PRB's website. It yes, that's correct. All right. So when they log into their profiles, there's an option for them to then go and, and purchase COCs. Is that correct? Yes, when they log in, they can go to purchase plumbing COC on their profile. And then uh, uh, they request whether they want the paper versions paper or, or the electronic, electronic versions. And according to that kind of order that they put in on the system, that is how on in your department, in COC department, you will then uh, allocate it accordingly and distribute it accordingly. Only if they fill in an order form, but if they do it directly on their profile, make a payment through the system, the system generates the certificates to their profile. All right. So is there a difference in, in how paper and, and electronic versions of the COCs get allocated to the, to the pl uh, profiles? No. The system generates the COC number to the profile. If it's a paper one, we can see the numbers and then we can get it ready for them and send it out via courier for them or they can come and pick it up. Collect it from the PRB. And electronic versions? Electronic is um, going directly onto their profile. I assume that's uh, immediately when payment is successful. Yes, you're correct. All right. So you've, you've mentioned at the beginning of the conversation, Chanel, that uh, COCs or Certificate of Compliances or Compliance is it's it's filled out um, and signed off when a plumber has completed plumbing work, whether that be installation or repair. When must they issue COCs? Directly on that same day when they've completed the, the plumbing work or uh, do they issue it when they get back to their offices or how does it work? They've got five working days to um, complete the COC on the, P on the PRB audit system. So once they've filled in the certificate, they need to go and lock it on their profile because the system only gives them five working days. So if they want to go and lock it after that five working days, the system won't allow them to choose the date when the work was completed. So they do have a limit. So from date of completion of the of the plumbing work, where that's installation or repairs for that matter, they they've got five days, five working days in which they have to, or five days in total, or five working days. We normally say five working days, but they can do it over the weekend as well. So they've got five days in which they then that's their limit that they have, uh, and if 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 that is exceeded then the same audited system uh, that they log into their profiles with and where they have to then log the information, that won't allow them to select the date of installation if it is further back than, than five days. Then they can put the days to days date in right. and then under the installation details, they need to put in the date when the work was completed. What kind of information typically is found on certificate of COCs. Well, what do they fill in when they fill out these forms? They fill the client's details where they did the job and they indicate the type of installation that they did. Right. Like, like for instance, if they install a geyser, they have to tick on the hot water. Then on the installation details, they have to specify the size, the make, and the module of the geyser that they installed. What if they find that a plumber who has done work at that same premises or that same property in the past have have done work that may not comply with standard requirements what how is there is there any way on the form that they can notify the owner of the property perhaps of those non compliances for for that matter they have to fill it in on on the same COCs. there's 
option where it says pre-existing non-compliant, they can fill it in or they can still put it on their company letterhead and issue it to the homeowner to notify them about their non-compliance. Can I ask, why is it that only licensed plumbers can can issue COCs? Okay, normal um, qualified plumbers that is registered with us didn't do the PRB assessment. So they need to do the assessment to pass it to become a licensed plumber in the system to sign off the PRB certificates. All right, and typically that's it, that assessment then is most probably to test their knowledge uh, uh, regarding the requirements of the standards. Yes. <laughs> 100%. Before we continue with our conversation, have a listen to this. Plumber training has never been easier with articulated plumber courses. Enroll now to upskill yourself at your own pace and earn CPD points. Our informative and easy to follow courses can be found on iopsitraining.co.za. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Articulated Plumber. And now, Back to our conversation. Richard, is it a legal requirement to, for COCs to be issued? Uh, Willem, yes, in a circumstance, certain circumstances it is. Um, the South African National Standards, uh, three of them, or, or the installation standards, three of the installation standards, to be clear, uh, contain within them a requirement for a a, a Certificate of Compliance to be issued from the Registered Professional Body of Plumbers. And currently that is the PIRB. So those three standards, the installation standards, are for hot water cylinders, so SANS 10254, the heat pump installation standard uh, 1352, and of course the, the solar installation standard is 1106 or 10106. So in within those three standards there are uh, requirements that require any installer of those systems to, on completion of the installation issue a certificate of compliance from the current um, professional body for plumbers. So it stipulates that it, two things, that it must be issued and it also stipulates what type of COC and where the COC must come from. If you're talking legal requirements, those are the only three currently that we can, uh, that, that, that are legal uh, requirements. However, when a plumber registers with the PRB, there is a, a, an undertaking he signs and he undertakes to issue PRB certificates of compliance on pretty much most of his work. There is a, a monetary threshold that he undertakes to anything above that he would, he would issue COCs on, and that's about 1,500 Rand. But uh, so it, it, it pretty much includes everything. And the certificate is, is, is a manner of, of self-certification. Uh, it's, it's a proud thing to be able to do, and not everybody can do it. So one should look at it in a light of where I really want to issue COCs on all the work I do to show the client how good I am. So that's the light in which it should be seen, yeah. Obviously, that's that's taking pride in what you do, and then certifying that you have compl complied with uh, requirements of the standards. Um, taking, if I can can say, uh, taking accountability or showing that you're willing to take accountability for for the work that you've done. One hundred percent, and you hit the nail on the head there with the word accountability. Um, it's taking responsibility. It's standing up and being accountable and saying, you know what. I know what I'm doing. 
I'm better than the guy that cannot issue the COC for whatever reason, because I've done blood, sweat, tears, whatever it's necessary to do in order to be allowed to issue the COC. And I know my work and I trust my work and therefore I will certify it. And this certificate um, says all of those things. So yeah, it is absolutely that. You're accountable, you're responsible, and uh, well, you're a professional, aren't you? Oh, yeah, for sure. And, and, and obviously that also then serves the purpose of, of giving peace of mind to the consumer. Well, 100%. And I mean, this is what we, so it, it's, it's, it's ironic, you know, that, that this entire, if you think about it in its, in, and you boil it right down and distill it to its essence, this whole industry, all the, all the regulatory bodies and everything and everything that's set up to try and control the quality of plumbing that goes up there is for one thing and one thing only, to try and protect the consumer. Yet the consumer is the one that pulls the purse strings and the consumer is the one that refuses to pay <laughs> proper um, rates for proper plumbers yes. uh, in many instances. So they are the ones that are driving the non-compliance in, in the sector, uh, but, but, but they are the ones that we are all trying to protect at the end of the day. So it's ironic. But yes, it is peace of mind for the consumer. If you have a, a, a properly qualified and licensed plumber do the work with a proper CRC issued and everything's in place, you can be assured that 99 times out of 100, the work was done properly in the first place. But in that 1% where it wasn't done so lacquer, that there is some recourse, that you have recourse through the PRRB. Uh, you, you've mentioned a little earlier in the in the conversation. You've mentioned the word audit or auditing, and that you're also involved in that perspective. Um, I take it that when COCs are uh, logged, they they uh, somehow get selected for audits, and then uh, you know that the, uh, an audit can be performed on any specific plumber's work that have been done. Is that correct? Uh, yes, uh, on the back of the issuing of a certificate of compliance. So uh, we, we don't hold, we, us as, as um, IOPSA compliance auditors, don't hold any uh, mandate to look at or, or audit anybody else's work except the work that has been uh, covered by the issuing of a CRC. But yes, if, you, if we're talking within that context, you're right. Um, about 5% of COCs that are issued and logged um, are audited. And so plumbers that are issuing plenty COCs will be quite familiar with and, and au fait with the whole process of being audited. Um, the other thing that the PRB is uh, trying to do at this time and implement uh, it from a systems point of view is that when you are uh, newly registered with the PRB as a, as a new registrant, should we call it, um, that very soon thereafter, one of your very, very first, second, maybe COCs must be audited. But that is not, uh, it's not uh, yet implemented, but that is where we want to go. It's part and parcel of... Um, the process in which Chanel alluded to earlier, where she said that there is a, 
an exam, if you like, or a test or, a, or an assessment that one needs to go through to show that you have the knowledge. Well, this is part and parcel of that or will be part and parcel of it to say, okay, you've shown me on paper, um, but now let's just have a, a quick sample at your, at your work. So that's in the pipeline. So yeah, everybody that issues these CSEs will at some point in time be audited by an auditor. Just before wrapping up this conversation, have a listen to this like to encourage our audience to follow Articulated Plumber on Instagram and Facebook, not only to find out more about the Man in the Band podcast, but also to learn more about any exciting and interesting news that we may have. Our handle on both Instagram and Facebook is Articulated Plumber. So we, we've touched on, on, on the subject of logging ACOC. And and we know that uh, yes, if it's whether it's paper version or whether it's electronic version, um, that the, C, the 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 service provider, the the plumber, fills that out on site when he's on site. He he actually writes on on a piece of paper. So what does logging the COC actually mean? What is that? What does it entail? Um, Willem, it's not necessarily the case where the plumber would actually physically write the piece of fill in the piece of paper on site. Very often it's done from a desktop, where most cases it is. I'm not saying that the plumber's never been to site, but you wouldn't do it on site. You would you would do it um, either online, or if it's a paper-based, you would uh, do it um, perhaps on site, but perhaps uh, you know in the office or whatever the case may be. I'd, it, it doesn't matter. Um, it's neither here nor there. I just didn't want uh, the perception to be that one that the plumber has to issue it right there and then. It's not the case. He can do it after the fact, a day or so. Okay, but back to logging. Uh, so when once you've issued the certificate, I, so the plumber will buy a certificate. Let's just take a paper-based certificate, for example. It's, a, it's the number, the number, so the certificate number is allocated to you. So COC123 belongs to Richard Bailey. I have it in my files. Now, Next week, I need it. So I take it out physically, I fill it in, and I give it to a client. I hand it to them. All right. The, the, signed, They've got the signed copy. But that's, yeah. All right. That's, a, that's their copy. They've got it, and I've got it. But the PRB doesn't have it. They don't. All they know is that this uh, uh, certificate number has been allocated to Richard Bailey. They don't know what I've done with it yet. Okay. So... In order for them to know that it has been issued to a client, I have to go onto the system, my profile, and I have to say, this CSC123 has been issued to Mr. Jones of 123 ABC Road, and click it. And then the system knows, aha, this CSC not only has been purchased, but it has now been issued and it has been logged. And when once it's logged in the system, that is when... Um, the um, the audit selection process is able to start selecting. So if you don't log your COCs, but we'll get to this just now, if you don't log your COCs, <laughs> you're not going to get audited. But there's a catch to that. So and we'll get to that just now. Basically, whatever is written on that on that uh, hard copy of the of the uh, COC, that then gets sort of uh, can I can I for a lack of better words use the word gets duplicated onto the the online system when you log a COC. Is that correct, Chanel? Or? Yes, that's correct. 
So they need to put the information that they have written on the paper COC over to the system so that we can see them as well and the auditors can see it. And then so once they're done filling out all the correct or filling in all the correct or required information, they click on a submit button and it automatically gets through to your department. Yes, it will. Um, sh- when they click lock COC, we normally can go in if they phone in. We need to check if it's locked. Normally they can't see if it's locked, but... We just tell them, just log out, log in again, and then they can see the certificate has been logged. Now that concludes part one of our conversation and our discussion about certificates of compliance, or alternatively known as COCs, of the PRRB. Please do tune in to our next episode for part two of this conversation. Thanks for having tuned in. Make sure to read more about the PIRB on our website at pirb.co.za and on our social media channels like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.